Hello, and welcome back to an all new episode of Real Talk, except this week it's not with Pastor Brad and Christy. We're here with part two of the Enneagram episode with Ashley and Amy. So here are your hosts, Ashley and Amy. We're good. Hello. Hello. What's up? <laughs> really struggled today, y'all, getting the intro done. <laughs> I think you did wonderful. Thanks. I think I'm struggling. (laughs) It's all good. You did great. Thanks. It's all good. Annie, how have you been? I've been good. It's been it's been such a long week and it's only Wednesday, which is so unfortunate. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like that sometimes. I keep feeling like it should be Friday. It's Mm. never Friday when you need to be Friday. That's Mm -hmm. very true. Very true. Although I feel like the weekends just keep coming faster and faster. Blinking it's Friday again, or blinking, it's Monday again, honestly. Sunday. And my brain is always Sunday again. I think that's just because, you know, we work at a church. Yeah. (laughs) We work all week for Sunday. (gasps) We do. So what's going on with (coughs) y'all? Living the life, you know? Or trying to, anyway. You know what they didn't tell me when I was growing up? Tell me. How expensive things were going to be? Exactly. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That is really, really true. Just the things that you didn't think of as a child, like... You, you always, well, some of us did, some of us didn't know that there was always going to be food or that somebody was going to be there to prepare the food, which honestly, growing up, that was kind of me too, because both of my parents worked. But like the work that it takes to keep yourself alive, just oh, honestly, on an everyday basis, like yes. I have to get myself up. Like I have to. <laughs> the mental, the like physical, nobody, the no, financial. Yeah. Like <laughs> nobody. I don't know. I feel like there should have been some warning. Like, hey, this is. This, this is hard. This is it. This is difficult. <laughs> to all the adultier adults, can y'all please help us? Like, what, what was the age? <laughs> what was the age when y'all, like, figured it out? <laughs> like, someone tell me. I don't think there if, is. I think everyone's lying about it. <laughs> I think, think everyone are. is just pretending. We're all just faking it till we make it, trucking along. Absolutely. No one has the answers. We're just cruising along here. Just doing the best we can. So, there are no adultier adults. Is that what y'all trying to tell me? I actually said that phrase to my mom this morning. She was telling me a story. She's in North Carolina with her fam- her family. And uh, she said, so I asked my mom this question. And I was like, oh, an adult here, an adult? She goes, I guess they are. But <laughs> she didn't know the answer either. And I said, well. <laughs> That's a rough one. <laughs> well, if you can't help me, then who can? who can? Oh, my Lord. It's like when you first figure out, like, your parents don't know the answers to all the things. It's mind-blowing. It, it's crazy. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean you don't know? At one point, you knew everything. When did you forget it? Exactly. When did you forget? (laughs) Haven't you lived? Remember the whole, I'm the adult here? You are the the adult. adult Tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Someone help me. I'm confused. Oh, goodness. Anyways, but yeah, just come on, adultier adults. Chime in. Tell us. Tell us what you know. I think that's just a good description of all of our weeks. (laughs) This whole conversation. Absolutely. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yep. It's been a week. And you know how this every week, like you think it's going to get better and then it doesn't really get better. (laughs) Yeah. I quit having expectations a long time ago. (laughs) I don't know what that says about me personally. I should even lower her expectations. She just stopped having expectations. This is quite depressing. Let's move on. <laughs> well, this is how I get through my week. No expectations. And then nothing can let you down, right? That's really sad. I but think it's a positive outlook on life. <laughs> here chimes in the seventh. That's I'm so like, that's so sad. <laughs> you get know, out of those feelings. Y'all, way. I will find anything to celebrate. Last week, I 
was on TikTok because that is something that I do quite often. And there was this lady who and her child went shopping and they found these little thing called Dorables. They're like a little box and they have like little like just toys in them and you collect them and you don't know what you're going to get till you buy them and you open them and it's a surprise. I made Ashley go to the store with me. She did because <laughs> they were on they sale. They were on sale. <laughs> and I bought like six of them. She kept like putting packages <laughs> in the, and I was like, that's enough. I was like, <laughs> no, enough. it's not enough. And <laughs> I only wanted, I only went to go get Princess Tiana. That's my favorite Disney movie. <laughs> I love her so much. And I was like, I'll take any one of them. But I want Princess Tiana. <laughs> and do you know, I actually got her, but as Aww. the frog. Oh, that's so rough. <laughs> yeah, it was rough. It was she really was excited. Sad. I was very excited. I was like, it's so fun to like open something like a package and not know what's in it. Mm-hmm. So I will give you that anytime I get an Amazon package at home, she's like, oh my gosh, what is it? <laughs> I like, love mail. <laughs> Do a haul. I love mail. And I'm like, great, this is trash bags. We're we going to have to like write you some letters or something. Please do. Please write me letters. I love mail. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world. That is her love language. I will, I buy postcards. I, I mail postcards. You. Uh-huh. I love mail. I love handwritten notes. She is the one in our apartment that checks the mail because I only get bills. I haven't so. checked my mail. <laughs> when we were talking about this, I was like, I haven't checked my mail in no telling how long. There you go. I don't even know. Something to do today. Yeah, I guess that one more thing to do. <laughs> one, no, more, one more thing to do. <laughs> Add it to the list. <laughs> yeah, no, but I don't get mail. Like, I just get junk mail, and then all my bills are just, like, online and stuff. Like, oh, nah. Capital One still finds mail. a way to send me paper <laughs> statements. And they're like, go paperless on the you paper know, statements. And I was like, I have. You have it. Y'all, <laughs> Satan works hard, but the marketing team at Capital <laughs> One <laughs> works harder. <laughs> way harder. <laughs> oh, anywho. Well, let's get into our topic today, Annie, about the Enneagram. Okay, so we did, Ashley and I talked before we jumped on here, but there were some things that we wanted to say from last time. Also, I got a lot of, uh, did you get any messages or anything? I had a lot of people reach out and tell me their types or um, just give feedback from the Enneagram stuff, which was really fun. Um, and it was cool getting to know other people's types. Yeah, no, I didn't, my life. I didn't really look. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. <laughs> My social media game is weak. Apparently. <laughs> All right. So a couple of things, though, that we wanted to tell you guys is one. So your basic personality type, like whatever your number is, that doesn't change over time. People don't change from one type to another. What does happen a lot of times is people mistype. So um, they will think that they're, you know, when they maybe take an online test or something, it tells them that they're a five. But really later they realize they're a three or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um or you just read it and maybe identify with one in a moment, but that's not really who you are consistently overall. Yeah. And I kind of said this last week, I was so gung ho about me being a six because <laughs> in my opinion for myself, I was like, yes, this is all me. I'm a loyalist. I, mm-hmm. you know, I, you know, I have the core fear or whatever. And, uh, that's what motivates me every day is to make sure that nothing goes wrong. And, um, you know, and I think more and more now that I'm researching and reading, um, I may be a type one. So it happens. But that's not to say that, you know, you can't ever mistype. I think some of the things yeah. um, that make us mistype is that if we're not being truly honest with who we are. And, you know, sometimes um, as you're going through this, the as you're looking at the types and going through this journey, you have to realize it is a process. And so the more that you learn about yourself and learn about your motivations, you may find that other parts of a number fit you better. 
So um, again, this is a journey. Your number, your your core values are not going to change, and that's not going to change who you are. But um, you do have to be honest and know, you know, that your number is not a bad thing. There's not a bad numbers. There's not good numbers. It's just who you are. And again, it goes off of what's motivating you and not necessarily how you behave. And I think that's part of the part that people mistype on is they work on their behaviors and not how well they're how they're motivated, what they're motivated by. Yeah. And that's I, I think that that was that was my situation, too. Like my behaviors say that I'm a six. Mm-hmm. But deep down, the reason I'm doing things is because I'm a perfectionist <laughs> at heart. And I have to admit that to myself. Yeah. And that's why, like, the Enneagram goes into, like, if you really read the books and stuff, it that's why they use numbers instead of, I mean, I know we have the little, like, um, taglines that we use that are the different names and stuff, but the numbers are meant to be neutral because there's no one type that's better than another. There's mm-hmm. no one type that's preferable. Um, and the numbers aren't, like, inherently masculine or feminine or anything like that. They're just very objective. Um but a piece of what we wanted to talk about today, too, is in going deeper into the Enneagram is part of why I was really drawn to the Enneagram is it distinguishes what a number looks like when they're average, healthy, and then unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important because, um, you know, if you're like from if I'm so I'm a four, if I meet another four and they look totally different than me, that might just be because one of us is healthy and the other is unhealthy, right. you know? Um, and so that changes a lot what the number looks like based on just where you're at. Um, in your life. Yeah. Yeah. In your life. Yeah. So healthy versus unhealthy doesn't mean you're at your prime weight or you're not right, your prime right. or anything like that. Well, we talk, when we talk about healthy versus unhealthy, we're talking about, um, knowing who you are and doing the discovery and doing the work to better yourself. Yeah. Normally it's just self-awareness. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. being self-aware of your emotions and, and who you are and how you're interacting with the world around you. Not necessarily, you know, do you go to the gym? Right. Right. So, cause I don't. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, and each number has like, so a health, like if you're, a healthy version of your number, really what that means is that you know your number so well, like you know yourself inside and out so well that you're not triggered by the things that your number would typically be triggered by. That's what I really think is a big turning point. And so if you know, like for me, fours, I know that I always feel like inherently I'm missing something. Mm. But if I can kind of nip that in the bud when I start to feel that way and say, oh, that's just a personality thing for me, but that's not truth that is being spoken over my life, then that um, makes me look at that experience a lot differently, you know, right. and keeps me checked in a healthy way. Yeah. And so I did a lot of, I'm, I'm a little more versed in the sixes than I am the ones right now, because for a year and a half <laughs> or so, or maybe two years now, maybe three, we were in it pretty deep. I, I thought <laughs> I was a six. So I like studied everything about it. And so I would, you know, like some mornings I would just struggle to get up and get mode and get going. And you know, in my mind, I was struggling to get up and get going because I had this anxiety. I had this fear of what's going to happen, mm-hmm. like good or bad. I just don't know where the day's going to take me. And so sometimes that would paralyze me into not getting out of bed or not wanting to do anything that day because I can control mm-hmm. my day if I don't do anything. Yeah, I can't control yeah. my day if I leave my apartment. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving it up to the people of Alexandria. And that is scary because have you seen how they drive? <laughs> they drive like... 
they drive like there's not a care in the world and I care a lot. Is so, this your no expectations <laughs> mentality? That's where I, I believe that's where it's it came from because in. if I get if I don't leave my apartment, I don't have to chance anything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to chance it at all. But that's something that I have to work through. You know, that's something that I have to, you know, I pray daily when I get up in the morning. Actually, when I'm laying in bed trying to coax myself out of bed as my alarm goes off for the 15th time in a row, mm-hmm. I'm like praying, okay, God, you know, I know we got this. But I'm gonna need you to help me get out this bed first, <laughs> girl. At that point, it's not even we got this. Lord, you got this. Yeah, sometimes it is. Lord, like, you are the one who have to do this today. You gonna have to get me out of this bed, and that's okay. Um, but I think again, that's what I love about the Enneagram is that it goes into what motivates you, and not necessarily how you behave. Because if there's a fire in a trash can in an office, and there's four people in there, all four people are gonna try to put the fire out. But they're all going to have different motivations as to why to put the fire out. Somebody's going to put the fire out just because it's getting, you know, they don't want the the building to burn down. (laughs) Somebody else is going to put the fire out because, you know, they want everybody in the office to be safe. And, you know, somebody else is going to put the fire out because they feel like they're in charge Mm -hmm. and they need to. You know, we all need we all have a role and a part to play. And so that's kind of what the Enneagram showed me is that these are nine different parts. Um, These are nine different personalities that every human has access to. As, as a personality, um, you kind of mimic or you show different aspects of the Enneagram, but you have a number that you identify as mm-hmm. that helps you understand your motivation behind how you do life. Yeah. So so today we're going to be talking about um, one of the key parts of the Enneagram is that it distinguishes that no matter what number you are, there is a number that you go to when you're in times of stress, and then there's a number that you go to when you're in times of growth. And so um, we're going to give a little overview again of the types um, just really briefly. And then I'm going to just tell you what number you go to in stress and which one you go to in growth. Um, And then we talked about what's the best way to do this just because of the time limitations. And we're going to do this quick overview. But then also Bree is going to put this on the Instagram. That way y'all can see it has a little chart so you can dive um, deeper into your number and figure out more about the type that or the number that you go to in stress and growth. Um, but we're also going to talk about our own numbers just to give you a picture of what it really looks like logistically to have a number and what those look like in stress and Mm -hmm. growth. Um, so type one, this is a reminder, um, is principled, purposeful, self-controlled, perfectionistic. And in times of stress, um, they go to a four and then in times of growth, they go to a seven. Mm-hmm. I can identify with that. <laughs> so Ashley's the type one. I'm the type I don't, one. If you want to pitch in the names, I can't remember what. So that's the perfectionist. Perfectionist yes. is the one. Perfectionist is the one. Um, It doesn't really matter. Okay. So or the loyalist is the, or no, I'm sorry. That's the six. Yeah, the, that's I the get six. Confused. The yeah, the one is the perfectionist. So they're very ethical, dedicated, and reliable, and they're motivated by a desire to live the right way and improve the world and avoid fault or blame. Okay. So type so when they stress, sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> when they stress, they go to a four. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I could see that. So they irrational, moody. Very lonely. Very mm-hmm. um, isolated. Uh, very isolated, yes. And very much like I'm the only person that cares about this one thing. Yeah, and caught up in their feels. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in growth, they go to the seven. So, so that's when a one feels like everything's right and perfect, they can have fun. If they don't feel like there's anything that they need to care about or fix in that moment and they can just relax and have fun, they are 
the healthiest seven you they they will look like the healthiest seven you've ever seen. Uh-huh. Like when I'm on vacation, I ain't gotta plan nothing. Joyful. If I don't have to plan anything while we're on vacation, I'm having the best time of my life. <laughs> you do turn to a seven when you're in a really good mood. I do, and it's like anything goes, almost anything goes. But we can do we can do it all. Yeah. Like, I can climb a mountain is how I feel. Well, also, <laughs> You're very enthusiastic, which is very. what a seven is. <laughs> yeah, very. It's so nice to live with someone that's your growth number, though. I bet it pushes you towards it in a healthy way. I think it does. And I also think, too, but I also do think sometimes it gets a little frustrating because I'm like, oh, why can't I be like that? Oh, because I'm worried about this, 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 and this. You right, know? right. And so it's it, it, it's it's give and take. And I think that's, Also, again, I think her, uh, the seven's stress is one uh-huh it is <laughs> when i'm unhealthy i look a lot like a one but when she's she, very healthy she looks like seven yeah <laughs> that's I don't funny know. And sometimes that's a funny we comparison hit, we do and sometimes we hit the same time where we're having fun with each other and it's fine mm-hmm. yeah you know? yeah and then those are those moments you know as in life because life is not sure fun all the time um where i'm sure i get on her nerves and you know she's like ashley i need you to not be so by the book on this i need you to just chill out <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, so the two, that is the helper. They are generous, demonstrative, people-pleasing, and possessive sometimes. So in stress, they go to an eight, which is... Um, which is the challenger. The challenger, thank you. Which so is, they're really controlling. Yes. Um, kind of very... Ag- um, aggressive, almost. Confrontational. Yeah. yeah. If they... Yeah. Because the twos feel very protective over um, them, like, helping other people. Yeah. Like that's how that's how they're identified is they help other people, but mm-hmm. when they feel like um they get into a point where they feel like, Okay, I'm the only one that is is helping or they overextend themselves yeah. in helping people and they just get overwhelmed and stressed and tired, they get mm-hmm. very they will stand up and say, you know, no, I'm not doing that. Or yeah. Yeah. you know, this is how it's gonna go down. So mm-hmm. um yeah. Twos look very where if they're healthy, they're very happy to they're help people, people and yeah. people pleasers and all of that. But if not, they are, you're, they, they tell you quickly, they're not going to do something. Yeah. And so in growth, when the two is healthy, they are, um, they go to a four. So the self nurturing, um, very compassionate with themselves, very emotionally aware. Yeah. And they help a lot. Um, if you're like, if, if they see a friend in need, they're mm-hmm. going to sit with them. Yeah. Be sad, be happy, whatever they kind of need. And that's that's the characteristics of a four as well. And I remember reading about the two when I was reading the book. And one of the things they were saying is like, if you feel yourself going into the stress, you know, number of the eight when you're really a two, then one of the things you can do is just be very intentional about sitting with your feelings, you know, Mm -hmm. because really the two what they need is to not identify the feelings on a surface level, which is very much like the eight to just label the feelings, but to really feel the feelings like a and four. Work, yeah, the working through them and not just yeah. acknowledging that they're in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so the three. The three is, what's the three's name? The, the achiever. The achiever. Adaptable, excelling, driven, and image conscious. So the three goes to the nine in stress, and the nine is kind of the, the people the pleaser, peacemaker, peacemaker. So the threes, when they don't know what to do and don't know how to fix a situation or help a situation, they get really reserved and just kind of back off and, and kind of go into themselves. Yeah. Um, and it, and they they wait for other people to make the to make the, the initial the the move to show them where to go. Sometimes, yeah. um, but it, that's that's in a really unhealthy three. 
Yeah, and threes are normally like tend to disassociate when they feel overwhelmed. Like they disengage, they become mm-hmm. um, really uninvolved with what's happening. And that's a unhealthy nine as well. Yeah. Okay, so then the three in times of growth, they go to a six, which is the loyalist. So they are cooperative and committed. Mm-hmm. They will help you with absolutely anything. And they want you to know that they will be there and they will be your rock and they will help you get through whatever this is. So, yeah. Um, Okay, so the four is the individualist. They're expressive, dramatic, self-absorbed, and temperamental. Four. (laughs) Four has such such a bad rap. Fours do get a, they get kind of a negative rap. I told y'all about this last time. I feel so, um, I don't know. I have... It's you feel very attacked? Yeah. I feel pressed, honestly. I feel pressed about it. <laughs> well, we have another definition, another example of okay, four. Okay, And I will read this because I think it's very, I think it's nicer. very positive. It's a little nicer. The fours, uh, sometimes also called the romantics, they're very creative, sensitive, and moody. Um, they're motivated by the need to be understood, experience their oversized feelings, and avoid being ordinary. Mm-hmm. So you're an exceptional, extraordinary person who's very creative <laughs> And just <gasps> likes to feel big feelings. I appreciate okay. that. I appreciate that. I really have. Um, I know I hate on my number, but I've come to terms with it, and I do. I enjoy being Good, a four you can't now. Change the it. first step right, is acceptance. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the grief process, like, really. Get over it, because it ain't changing. <laughs> <laughs> so when the four is unhealthy, um, and in times of stress, they go to a two, which is the helper. So they get really over involved. They commit to way too many things, mm-hmm. and like in relationship stuff, get really clingy because they have this kind of um yes codependency this deeper fear of like abandonment and so they latch Latch. on wow Uh, yeah that's a lot that is a lot (laughs) what does a healthy four look like then so a healthy four in times of growth they go to a one um so you're my person maybe i should just hang out with you more you should just see with me fours Um, sevens and ones i know just get along so the when a four is in their growth and they're going toward a one, they're really principled and they can see things very, see things very objectively, which isn't natural for a four because we're in the feelings. Yeah. So it's hard to be objective about things. We tend to be very subjective. Yeah. So how is that? Have you, have you seen yourself go to both sides? Like oh, in definitely. In definitely. How do yeah. you? I will say, like, I think that work, like, the work that I do keeps me in a really healthy place because I have to be objective um, so often. And then also I just have to be really disciplined about what I'm doing and having better boundaries. Otherwise, I can't do the work that I do. Mm-hmm. And so it keeps me from getting into that that two um, in times of stress. The main times that I see myself going towards the two is, like, in um, – when I'm being unhealthy in relationships and not just romantically, but like even with family or friends, like when I'm not having good boundaries with people um, and I'm committing to more than I can handle, then I tend to get very uh, overwhelmed, overwhelmed. Yeah. Really yeah. stressed out. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard mm-hmm. for sure. It's difficult. Yeah. Um, so the five, um, the five is the investigator, and the five is perceptive, innovative, secretive, and isolated. My um, favorite thing to know about fives is that they have very strong boundaries. Like, they are the ones who will set them mm-hmm. and live by them. 
I respect that. I respect because they've researched. <laughs> they, 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 are, they know they the love information uh-huh. and they're going to get it. So I feel know. like fives have like strong like morals and values and they stick to them. Yeah. Like they can argue their points mm-hmm. very yeah. well. Backing up very well. Which is funny that you say that because for the five in their times of growth, they almost go to an eight. So very decisive, self-confident, just mm-hmm. like you're saying. Like they just become very sure of themselves and um, solid in their decisions. Awesome. But in times of stress, they go to a seven. Um, So they are hyperactive. They're scattered, um, focused on fun. Running away from the problem. They seek novelty. (laughs) (laughs) They They do frivolous things. There you go. Time wasters. (laughs) Procrastinators. Love it. My people. Yes. Unite. Let's <laughs> unite. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, okay, so the six is the loyalist. The six is engaging, responsible, anxious, and suspicious. Um, sorry, I feel like my S's are getting a little, in the mic. Yeah. A little hot. But I think hot. that's also why I thought I was a six, because I'm suspicious of everything. <laughs> you are very skeptical. I'm You're a very skeptical I'm person. A skeptical person. <laughs> Y'all, everything's a... A Ponzi scheme? No, oh, everything's it's a, racket. a racket. Everything's a racket or a conspiracy. <laughs> or a conspiracy. She doesn't I can believe give you a list. Much. <laughs> she can't. We need an episode. We need a conspiracy episode. I'll oh, there one. are plenty. My favorite one is that she doesn't think uh, flower shops are, are legit. <laughs> actual flower shops. I don't think they are. Or Mexican restaurants. Why do we have so many? Like you should hear her. Well, go per on. capita in Alexandria, we have at least twenty. In our tiny little area, why do we have that many Mexican? And let me tell you something. I frequent all of them. I do too, because I, I love, love a good queso. I love a good <laughs> chip and queso and guacamole. Um, but why are there so many? Why do we have this many per capita in this capitalism? Tiny town? Man, money laundering. They're washing all <laughs> no. the money from the drugs. <laughs> no, they're not, Ashley. Prove me wrong, somebody. <laughs> Prove me wrong. I'll, I'll take a case. I'll, we can sit down over some queso and talk about it. <laughs> I want to see the financial statements. I want your records. I want your emails. <laughs> Anyways, yes, Ashley's a skeptic. So um, <laughs> in times of stress, she turns. I turn to a- my conspiracy theories to comfort me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or, and she eats chips and queso. Or I watch a good murder doc. It's fine. Either way. Or about Either Colts. Or. Have or you watched Colts. Ozark yet? No, I haven't. But I've had a lot of people tell me I should. You should watch it. Okay. I yeah. felt like um, maybe you would like it. Okay, so sorry. Where six. were we? Six. We're right, right. So <laughs> the <out>. six. <laughs> we got way off. My bad. Okay, so the six, in times of stress, they go to the three. Um, and the three yep. is the achiever, just a reminder. They get really competitive. They get really arrogant. I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I had to uh, self-admit that I was a comp- I didn't think I was a competitive person. And then we played a game. Oh no! And uh, oh no! I was trying not to. <clears throat> very but somebody somebody called me out of my name. Somebody called me a cheater, and I don't mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And then she they were being real. It was it, it was a lot, and I was not gonna lose. Well, you're not a six, right? Um, but you thought you were for a long time, right? Yeah. Or you want the, it to be? These are the core reasons why I thought I was because I am very competitive, and if I yeah. am stressed out, I do get very arrogant and very decisive and very much like. Mm-hmm. Bottom line, here's what we're doing. Yeah. But um, in the time of the growth, the six goes to a nine, which is, you know, the peacemaker. So they get relaxed, optimistic. That doesn't seem as much like you. 
Can you tell me I'm not relaxing off of this? No, 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 you are. But <laughs> you're I'm very not- skeptical, <laughs> Ashley. We just talked about how you are skeptic and you believe I most things have a catch. Everything. You're I just more a beat than a nine. Like, I think you, you, your growth makes more sense to be a seven than a nine. Thank you. Also, I, I, I think you're right on that. I'm in it in a nice why. way. Let's take this back like 26 minutes so we were talking about how you just don't have any expectations. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Again, where are you mentally? <laughs> like, are you in a season of growth or? <laughs> it depends. I mean, whatever the day brings. Should we do an Enneagram group therapy? We should. Like, you're qualified. I'm not. I think I need an intervention. No, I'm not qualified. Oh. <laughs> Ma'am, intervene, <laughs> Annie. <laughs> don't you have a degree in this? <laughs> Um, okay, so the seven is the next one. This is Brie, as a reminder. Mm-hmm. What have we just called it? The Brie. The Brie number. I'm, I'm an optimist. I'm very enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. Br- sevens have very big personalities. A lot of people that I know are sevens are like really enthusiastic, very demonstrative in their, mm-hmm. their happy thoughts. Really and gregarious. Feelings. Yeah. I like to think of us as rays of sunshine. Yeah, absolutely. Because like sparkle. <laughs> when you're not healthy or when you when you're not when you're in stress he calls it when bubbling <laughs> like when Bree's stressed Bree doesn't bubble and Christy's like come on Bree bubble like oh, we I got, love we got a bubble Christy it. will like look at me and she's like bubble <laughs> I'm like what is this she's like I don't know what you're talking about she's like you're not you're not you you need to eat sometimes <laughs> yeah usually I am hungry for some french fries <laughs> That is our time of stress. When we're going towards our time of stress, just eat a snack. Yeah. Drink some water. Eat a snack. Love blood sugar. Brie is the Snickers commercials, the old Snickers commercials where like, Mm -hmm. you're not you and you're hungry. (laughs) I get hangry. I really do. You don't get hangry though. That's the thing. You don't get hangry. You get sleepy and you get uninterested. You're just like, get me out of here. Yeah. Apathetic. Y'all, I lose interest so fast when there is a hunger pain. (laughs) I could care less. Feed me. Yeah. Feed Yesterday I got frustrated because I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> Ashley walked to my office and I was like, I don't know the word I'm looking for here. And I was like, go eat something. And I left. I left when I got a snack. It was wonderful. And I came back and I felt better about my life. You're like great. a little a little plant or something. We just need to feed you and put you in the sunshine. I exactly. do need I do better. need sunlight. She I do need sunlight. I will walk outside any day, stay in the sun for a few minutes. Yeah, no, if I it's feel that. gray for more than two days, like rainy around. Yeah, for more than two I turn to a one real she quick. Is, I turn yeah. to a one real quick. I do. So sad. Yeah. So the seven in times of stress, they go to the one, um, which is the perfectionist. So they get really critical of themselves and others, um, really rigid, which mm-hmm. is very unlike them. But in the growth, they turn into a five. And I love the this little description on this um, <laughs> infographic. It says, focused and fascinated. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's is. cute. I huh? do. I get fixated on things. Yeah. And I, like, I get a new hobby. No, I love it. But what fascinated I will, with stuff. But what I will say about the whole, like, I get super critical about stuff. That's when yeah. I know I'm not doing too hot. Because I will point out, like, yeah, in every problem. Yeah. I get very critical. Mm-hmm. Like, in that. I don't like to be that way because I try not to have a critical spirit about stuff. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, fix it, fix it, Jesus, right now because then you yeah. start saying stuff and you mm-hmm. know, yeah, feelings get hurt. Yeah, well, it doesn't feel good. But I do love that that it says that you're fascinated by stuff because it's true. That's such a seven quality. To, like it's not just that they're interested in it; they're fascinated by it. Me with yeah, those doorbells like, last week. Consumed <laughs> with it, honestly. <laughs> Annie, I'll send you a picture of them. I have a collection of them now. She I does. love it. I have eleven. I love it. I feel like we should put them in here. We should. <laughs> we need a shelf. I'm so proud. I made Ashley sit at the kitchen table with me. <laughs> she unboxed them. I said, Ashley, look. 
and I obliged. She, she humored me the whole time. I You're such a good friend. Oh it's just gosh. fun to watch you unbox it. I mean, just the sheer delight she had to open a package. I'm like, where? It's like, like that's a little deep kid. joy. Like that's that's deep. That's joy. deep, deep. Joy, I honestly you know? can't think of a time I was happy. Like I could think of a lot of happy times, but in that moment, I was like, there is nothing that can make me happier in this moment. Like nothing. Uh, mm-hmm. I could cry from the amount of joy I felt from just opening little packages. And she was like legit giddy. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> like literally was opening the package and laughing and like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see what it is. What do you think it is, Ashley? And I'm like, girl, just open the thing. <laughs> I think this is why I get along with children so well. <laughs> you are a great children's pastor. <laughs> I'm like, let's go do this together. It's going to be so much fun. I love it. I and love I'm like, it. Y'all go the high fun. energy. <laughs> Tell me you're seven without telling me you're seven. Exactly. Where's the next party? Let's go. I love it. Um, okay, so the eight is the challenger. And the eight, when they're going into stress, they go to a five. So they get really fearful and very closed off, secretive. Yeah. Um, looking for information so that they can de- properly defend themselves. Uh, at that point, if an eight's going to a five, there's an issue. They need information. They're looking for, I don't want to say they're looking for a fight. But yeah. if you if you cross them, they they're ready for you. You know, uh, yeah. very aggressive. And won't start none. Won't be none. What an eight? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a healthy eight is they your best the, friend. Yeah. They so when they're healthy, they go to the two or in times of growth. Yeah, they're your best friend. Um, they'll caring. fight for you. They care for you. They may show it in a in a aggressive manner, which is uh-huh. saying something because twos go to unhealthy eight. Mm-hmm. But a healthy eight will go to a two. Right. So all of the numbers, and that's what I meant earlier. But they're all connected like that. Yeah, they all are. So with the Enneagram diagram, they'll have arrows pointing to, and whatever's arrow, and I have to get the description right, but um, all of the numbers kind of work together. Mm -hmm. And they, um, that's why we're talking about in times of growth and in times of stress. Because... they're also uh, what they call triads, and these are the numbers. They're three numbers that kind of work on your head, your gut, and your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can go into that later if, we, if, if they allow us back on. <laughs> After this episode, who knows After what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen? But, um, Sorry, Brian and Christy. But all of these numbers work together because in life and in the world, you're going to interact with these different personalities. Yeah. There's no way that you're going to avoid them. So um, just as we interact with the world and as we interact with these different personalities – different situations call for different tactics. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's what, that's also what drives me to the Enneagram is that it, it shows you not only each other's motivation, but how to work within those motivations. Yeah. You know, human beings are complex and the Lord made us that way. Thank goodness. Because if not, this would be a boring place. Mm-hmm. But um, in that giftedness that he's given us, however it manifests and however it shows itself through our personality type um, is how we interact with any situation, whether it be healthy situations, whether it be stressful situations, and we're trying to grow and learn from ourselves and each other. Yeah. So that's why um, the arrows, when you see the diagram, they point to numbers and they point away from numbers. And um, it looks, I mean, it's it looks kind of confusing. It does look confusing. <clears throat> but again, um, we mentioned these books um, last, last episode, mm-hmm. The Road Back to You does a very good job of going through yeah. the whole each process time. of the Enneagram and each type and what it looks like in health, what it looks like in stress, mm-hmm. what their fear is, um, how they move through being uh, healthy, unhealthy, and average, 
and all of that, um, all of that information. So we, I really recommend that if you're interested in this, that's the book that you start with, The Road Back to You by Ian Morgan Cron and Susan Stabile. So, sorry, go ahead, Annie. No, no, that was so eloquently said. And it's important to realize, like, it's so much more complex than, I mean, obviously we only have, like, mm, 30, 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. we're, we're a little over, over it. Over. Anyways, <laughs> mind your business. Um, <laughs> so we only have so much time, but we want to give you a glimpse into this. But really also, like we talked about last time with typing. So when you're trying to type yourself, just realize, like, you can take, like we said, you can take quiz mm-hmm. and you can get whatever number you want to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. But what is way more um helpful for you is to really read the books or to really study this and pick what number really encompasses you and like Ashley said last time we've created a motto out of this is like whatever one makes you the most angry that's probably where that's probably who you are yeah, wherever who you in are. the words of Brywell wherever that goat's tied that <laughs> is where my goat is tied yeah that's okay. a goat so the last one, last but not least, is the nine, and that's the peacemaker. Um, and in times of stress, they go to the six, which is the loyalist. The loyalist. So they get very um, anxious. They get very anxious. Uh, they're Fearful. almost like waiting for the next shoe to drop mm-hmm. in, in in life or whatever situation it is. Um, so they get very, uh, they, they go inward too. Mm-hmm. They recluse a little bit. Um, get a little more isolated and just trying to, and honestly, the isolation and stagnation. Yeah. Um, They're not even trying to figure out what happens anymore. They're honestly just waiting to see what the next explosion is. Yeah. Um, And so then in times of growth, they go to the three. And part of that is that they become very energetic. And so Mm -hmm. I like how that contrasts, you know, for the nine is like the nine seem like they might need to be around some people. Yeah. Yeah, so the nine is the peacemaker. They want everybody to have fun and everything to be equal. But a confident nine mm-hmm. will will absolutely be the life of the party. Mm-hmm. Will absolutely make sure that everybody's having fun, everybody has what they need, and is enjoying themselves. So that's what we love and about the, a confident nine. Yeah, and the, the healthy nine is very self-developed, you mm-hmm. know, whereas like an average nine or unhealthy nine, normally they're not self-developed yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, they're people pleasing. They're just going along with whatever everyone else is deciding for them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think we're like officially out of time. Oh, we did 30 minutes already. It's 38 minutes. Oh, 38. Goodness. Oh, that's pretty good. That is. Um, good. So just another little side note that we won't go into today, but it's important to know about the Enneagram is that the Enneagrams also, one more thing we're going to throw on y'all, they have wings. Um, so the number, what's the easiest way to, so whatever your number is, so I'll just, I'll speak from a six point because I know a little bit more about that, but like say I'm a six and the, my wings would be the two numbers touching. So I would wing five or wing seven. So whatever you're in between. So whatever you're, yeah. Yeah. So, so if I'm a one, I would have a nine wing. Since I'm a one, I have a nine wing and I have a two wing. Mm-hmm. And some of those personality traits and motivations come into play. Like if I'm healthy or unhealthy or stressed or um try or going into growth and so you kind of lean on your your wings in different times and those personality traits help you Mm -hmm. um manage a situation or how you interact just with um work like I'm a one and I I feel like I have a really heavy wing too because I like helping people no matter what like if you're asking me to Uh or if I just see that you're struggling right I'm gonna come in and try to help and that's a positive thing but could also be very detrimental because I will wear myself out trying to help other people and not focus on me Yeah. yeah and so that's where um that's where those wings kind of come in and that's how you kind of work with or without them yeah so if you're 
What's that? Do you know your wing? Yeah, so I um, am a four, and then my wing is a three. Mm. Um, so the four is the individualist, the three is the achiever. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of end up, and the cool thing is like a four looks very different than a four with a five wing or a four with the three wing. You right. know, they all look very, very different. Um, and so if your number isn't fitting you perfectly, like if you're saying like, oh, I think I'm a six, but this isn't fitting me perfectly, then look at the wings and see if that fits you better. Yeah. yeah. Again, there's several ways to figure this out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like Annie, I encourage you to read the book and just read all of the types and kind of get a feel for yeah. where you may stick and land. And again, make sure you're going off of your motivation, not your behavior. Right. Behavior will always, behavior for the most part looks the same for a lot of people. Yeah. And, and it's also, your motivation that's that's going to set you apart. In the, in the road back to you, like the reason that I just loved this book so much, and granted I didn't read the, the path, what is it? The Path Between Us. The Path Between Us. But the, I love this because it also showed like what each number looks like as children or what they look like in the workplace. Yeah. In the workplace. Things that relationships. Yeah. I should read that book. And so it was a lot. Well, we both have a copy here. So someone can loan you one. Um, But it just tells you a lot. Like that's why I was really able to identify with the four is I was like, Oh, this is exactly who I was as a kid. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It just hit a lot harder. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, there's so much to do with the Enneagram and there's so much to learn about yourself. Um, but I think that everybody just wants to, or at least I did, I'll speak for myself. I really wanted to take a quiz and for someone to just tell me, these are the things you're struggling with. This is how to fix it. Mm-hmm. And that's not what it is, you know? Right. And it was through the process of learning or really through the process of typing myself that I was really able to understand myself a lot better. So I encourage you to really go through the process. I mean, you should take the quiz too, just cause it's fun and <laughs> it'll narrow them it'll, down yeah. for you. Uh-huh. Um, but I also really encourage you to learn about all the types so that you can just learn about people in general and it gives you a better understanding, even if you don't know someone's type. Right. And I like the Enneagram too, because it doesn't necessarily put you in this one box. Right. You know, yes, we're talking about numbers that have certain uh, traits attributes. And, and, and attributes. Yeah. yeah. Attributes. Thank you for uh, of different things and how you interact with people in, in your environment, wherever you are. But it goes again back to the complexity of human beings. You know, God yeah. didn't make us um, all the same for a reason. And it's because he sees you know, the uniqueness in all of us. He created us uniquely as we are. And I think the Enneagram does a really good job of helping you express that uniqueness, helping you figure out that uniqueness and you working towards um, being healthy in who you are um, and who God created you to be. So that's why I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And giving you that healthy, unhealthy perspective because, I mean, we all know, like, we're very different when we're healthy than when we're unhealthy. Absolutely. You know, and those can look like two very different people for me personally um, when I'm in a good place and when I'm in a good headspace versus when I'm not. Mm -hmm. A little bit more of a struggle. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, Annie, thanks for helping us walk through this journey. Oh, my gosh, Ashley. Thanks for doing this with me. It was so much fun. Thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll link all the stuff and Brie will also have the little infographic up on the Instagram. So check that out. I sure will. I'll have everything linked and posted because you're awesome. I try. We love our seven. Don't we, Annie? (laughs) We love her. She's the best. (laughs) She's the the sunshine. Uh, I still don't know how he does this, but, um, (laughs) as you go about your day, (laughs) y'all, I want y'all to work hard. 
hustle hard, play hustle. hard. I don't think I did that right, but that's okay. Keep it's going. okay. Brian, I'll be back soon. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye, y'all. Bye. bye.